Welcome on in to the Superintendent Radio Network and episode 14 of Off the Course, the podcast that dives into the passions and projects pursued by turf pros outside the maintenance facility and quite literally off the course. I'm Matt Lowell, Managing Editor of Golf Course Industry Magazine and the host of Off the Course, joined today by a pair of assistant superintendents. Will Dennis and James Cornell are the hosts of the Not-So-Superintendent podcast. Not-So-Superintendent is a comedy podcast that takes a lighter look at the daily rigors of assistant superintendents, and they seldom pole punches. Because of that, they never say on their show or on this episode where they work. And that's all right. There's a certain anonymity a la Club Pro Guy, though Will and James are their real names. We talk about the origins of the Not-So-Superintendent podcast, the logistics of recording while working at different clubs, the joy of having a guest, their tips for any other aspiring Turf Pro podcasters, and much more. Before any of that, though, a note of thanks. Off the Course is brought to you by AquaAid Solutions which has been helping turf managers around the world develop comprehensive agronomic plans to produce healthy, environmentally aware, safe, natural grass playing surfaces for more than 30 years. AquaAid Solutions is proud to deliver best-in-class solutions for management of key elements for a healthy and sustainable plant system. Their solutions, including wetting agents, soil surfactants, calcium and potassium products, and Worm Power Turf, all of which help the end user optimize his or her agronomic programs. Incorporating AquaAid Solutions' technologically advanced active ingredients with cutting-edge equipment technology in IMANTS, Vrito Seeders, and Seagrow Mobile Grow Systems, turf managers are offered synergistic solutions delivering long-lasting agronomic value, improved aesthetics, and playability. AquaAid Solutions. Will Dennis and James Cornell, hosts of the Not So Superintendent podcast, after the break. My guests again, Will Dennis and James Cornell, both of them assistant superintendents on Long Island, and both of them hosts of the relatively new podcast, Not So Superintendent. They're about 15, 16 episodes in right now. Uh, You can listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. They're available on Twitter, Not Supers Pod, Uh, also on Instagram, Not Supers Pod. Will, James, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, Matt. Doing well, man. So you guys reached out to us in late July, got an email, and it was the most welcome random email. And I'm just going to read it here. Hey, my name is Will Dennis. My buddy and I just started a comedy podcast for golf course assistant superintendents. I spoke with someone on Twitter and said I'd email the links to the podcast. We've only done two episodes. 
So they're obviously not great. I would disagree. I thought your early efforts were actually pretty funny. But we're working through everything and really would love to get the word out to people. Would love if you would check it out. So I started listening. I listened to way too many podcasts. And I'm weeks behind on other podcasts. But you guys drop on Wednesdays. And I always listen to it no later than Thursday night, maybe Friday morning. Because you are funny. You do talk about golf. You do serve uh, an underserved population, the assistant superintendent. And I don't know how you guys have done it, but you have, I think, managed to build a nice community in just like three, three and a half months. It's pretty incredible. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I think it's going really well. We, we've been really enjoying doing it and, um, you know, building relationships with uh, our listeners and everything like that. So it, it's been going great, and I appreciate you saying that, Tom. Before we get into a lot of the details of the show, because it, it is funny. And it's not even that it's crossing PC lines. It's just you you talk about stuff that not a lot of people will talk about in the golf industry, like pooping on the course. You guys talk about pooping on the course a lot, and not just yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm curious. You have such different area codes. I think you have different backgrounds. What are the yeah. origins of the show? How did you guys meet? Because you don't work at the same club. So Will and I, we met at a, a seminar, and actually it was um, – it was about that the topic of the seminar was professionalism, you know, of course. <laughs> and I, you know, it was, I think it was after the seminar, you know, where it's that, that moment of time where, like, no one knows each other. And, like, we're at, like, Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, we have, like, you know, waters, you know, wings in front of us. And I, and I see Will talking to somebody. And he just looked like a, you know, you know a, fun, a fun personality to, uh, to jive with. And so... You know, pretty much just started talking, and you know, somehow, you know, oddly enough, you know, it's a small world type of deal. Where I went to a really small private school in North Carolina for uh, professional golf management, and um, Will had either it was his father went there, and then his his uh, sister went there. It was just like you know, it was just you know that small world like type of talk. And I've lived in North Carolina for God knows like seven years, and you know, we were just like you know. It was almost like uh, just re was reimagining just the that southern lifestyle and just being uh, you know just just having like a rel- I mean a relatively um, you know have, not a relative but a, um, a similar similar uh, background like knowing where you know where he came from too and I don't know just you know very you know obviously funny guy and he. Uh, I think that's how I clicked. I don't know if Will wants to take over, if I'm saying anything that's uh Yeah, no, it, no, it, no. that's pretty much how it went. That's how we met, and that's how we got started being friends. And then I had wanted to start a podcast for a while, and I really didn't even know what type of podcast I wanted to do. I wanted to – I thought about a hockey podcast, and then I really got into podcasts listening to different comedy ones, and I was like – we need to have one for our profession, and we need every. I feel like everything needs a comedy outlet. So this is our. This is what we try to create, and we've been really enjoying doing it. And you know, I, I think that it's, it's going well. And but yeah, that's that's pretty much how it got started. And we're yeah by by this time it comes out fifteen sixteen episodes in, and yeah. So you meet at this seminar. Who who dreamed up the podcast, and and how much time passed? Between that initial seminar, you're eating wings, you're getting to know each other, you're saying, oh, this guy's actually pretty funny. 
before you built up that chemistry, really, to, to launch Not So Superintendent? I think, yeah, I think well, Ross definitely knows, knows that answer, sure. Well, I, I, start, I, I definitely started it, like, in my head, and me and him were hanging out, you know, going to some hockey games, and we went to a football game, and this is like a year late. I mean, we met, what was that? It was over a year ago, a year and a half ago we met. Right, yeah. And it was during the winter time. And yeah, so over a year and a half ago we met and then when I was thinking of wanting to do it, I already bought a mic and I, you know, kind of re- done all my research and then I told I kind of was like, "Hey, I really want to do a podcast. Like, would you be interested in doing it?" But like if you say yes, like it's going to be have to be like a dedication thing, like we can't start a a listenership and then not portray that, you know, to them every single week. So I need dedication. I need, you know, and he, he took it and ran with it. And we, you know, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I, I would say once I actually brought it up, we started it like two weeks later. So, but we were friends for about a little over a year after that, um, since we met and then started it. So, so the, the relationship was there, but from, conception to that first episode or the second episode essentially there really wasn't that much time no not at all i had been every day and when i think of something i just jotted in a note in my phone and then but i mean i had a, a huge list of topics and just thoughts about you know comparing this to this you know comparing comparing like um let me look at one I had I had written down the other day. Actually, uh, golfers who take a million practice shots while you're trying to work are equivalent of bike riders on the road. They just won't get out of the way when you're trying to do something and get somewhere. Like when that like that just came into my head, and I just was like, I wrote it down real quick. It's like that's something I'm going to talk about on the podcast. You know, so I I had already been like, but I wanted to make sure I had enough to at least get us started on the first few episodes. And um, I still have a million things that we haven't even talked about. So, <laughs> Well, that's good because it is so easy to lose steam. You start a podcast, and, and you see this a lot. I mean, it's, it's the failed podcasts. It's the ones that you see three or four mm-hmm. episodes of, and they're really good, and then they're gone because you planned for three or four episodes. You didn't plan for 40 or 100. So the fact that you guys now are three, three and a half months in and – you have got a notes folder that's still full. That's good to hear. Yeah, no, we're, we're, in, it, we're in it for the long haul. Before we get into some of those early efforts and some of the lessons learned, I am curious, because you say everything needs a comedy outlet, even assistant superintendents, because there's a lot of comedy in golf. It's a very buttoned-up mm-hmm. sport. It's a very serious sport in some corners. Take your hat off in the clubhouse. Make sure you wear a collared shirt. Some clubs you're not allowed to wear white socks. Some clubs you're not allowed to wear black socks uh, on the course and you have to buy socks if you don't have the right socks and all this other stuff all these all these button-up rules you guys kind of throw that to the wind and I hope folks who are listening to this episode of off the course if they haven't heard not so super go back maybe even pause this go listen to Will and James on a recent episode any recent episode really Uh, what were some of your inspirations because you guys do have a very bar stooly vibe uh, you had Robbie Berger on uh, from, I think, Bro Bible not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So you kind of are in that vein. What were some of your inspirations when you were planning this out? My inspiration, as far as comedy in general, is Tom Segura. 
I like his his comedic timing and his, I mean, he's my favorite comedian. I listen to his podcast. You know, he has multiple podcasts every week. I listen to all of them, watch all of them on YouTube and stuff. He's who I I, I strive to be basically, <laughs> but I'll never be him. But he's my you know he's my idol basically. Um, so Matt, you, you should thought, see his dedication to to yeah, Tom Segura. Like I literally, I really like he will always have like a podcast shirt and like not 80 percent of the time i come here it's <laughs> well that and you know another thing is i well that and the guy also robbie Berger, who you brought up he's another guy his podcast in general was kind of a, an inspiration of this podcast because he was one of the first ones i listened to along with tom Segura's, but that he just talks about random stuff. He doesn't need an agenda. He doesn't need any of that. And he just talks about whatever's on his mind, whatever he sees throughout the week. And that's another thing that I kind of, that kind of inspired this whole podcast. So, uh, and his is the brilliantly dumb show. So he brings that up, you know, whenever I thought about it, that's who I kind of looked to of what I wanted to emulate. And you've already had him on the show. So now you have to obviously reach out, to Tom Zagura to try to get him on the show. How many how many episodes do you have to do to get him on the show? Uh, pro- I don't know about as many as he has. So he has probably like a thousand combining <laughs> both of the, all of his podcasts together. But yeah, no, I, I, that would be amazing. I guarantee it won't happen because he's way way bigger. But <laughs> it would be awesome. Will Dennis, James Cornell, they're the hosts of the Not So Superintendent podcast, talking today about just the logistics of planning a podcast, and also some of those early efforts. You say that the first episodes weren't great. You even deleted the first episode. Uh, The second episode I thought was really good. I think it was either the third or the fourth episode. There There was the storm coming in on Long Island. Will, your girlfriend, Tiffany, guest hosted. And honestly, you need to bring her back. She was pretty funny. James, I know you ran into some mic issues one week or, or some travel issues and, mm-hmm. and you couldn't get connected. Yeah. Um, what were some of the early lessons you learned, especially in the August, September episodes? Well, um, when, so when you were talking about that first episode being leaked um, and just talking about how we want to kind of, you know, the actual the subject matter as well as the amount of um, exposure that we want we want presented we I think we were we were going to a good place but it wasn't the right place um, to have it in a public forum um, since I mean it's we, we were just trying it was like you know everything's first thing you think that it's going to be a good product but then you see what it can you know in hindsight where it could it could turn out to be or the repercussions of of um, you know, continuing this you know to a certain dialogue, um, and I kind of I I told Will that you know personally that I wasn't comfortable with where we're going, and I could I I would hope that Will does, you know, he already knows that you know what I what I discussed with him and understood like that there's a certain certain way we're trying to form this and uh, have this become you know something special and that doesn't, you know, there's no, there's no one that's losing anything or nothing that's going to be um, incriminating really. Um, it's all yeah, I mean, game. you know, we kind of, right. 
Yeah, the the first episode was a bit much. I think was the only thing. It was we wanted to basically. I think my whole thing was I really wanted to start out with a bang, and we went to a little. We went a little extreme with we talked about women golfers, um, you know, and it's kind of the whole stereotypical. You know, women golfers are they complain? You know, they they're slow. They you know things like that, and it was just things that the way we said it didn't come out right. And we didn't want anything, you know, we didn't want people looking at us like we're misogynistic or anything, you know, or, or just even talking badly about members. We talk about members still, but we do it in a little more respectful way and to the point where, like, they know this is something that they do and they can give it right back to us, you know. And that's kind of the way that, but, you know, we definitely ran into some issues here and there, and we tried to keep it as away from the listenership as possible. Uh, as far as, like, you know, the the, the mic issue, uh, it ended up picking up off of the computer mic for James's mic, and so we ended up, I just edited all of it out. And then I did an interview for the second half of the of the podcast, just because the the audio was so terrible, but either way, you know, I just wanted to make sure, you know, basically the show must go on, and that's kind of the way I, I try to do it. But definitely had some issues with technical wise, and um, you know, and, and then obviously the first episode. But other than that, I'd say it's been pretty good. And, and I know the thing about um, my fiance being on everybody, I, I've had multiple people say that. I I, I do want we'll get her on another episode. We need to get another mic so we can do uh, all three of us at some point. So that'd be cool. You are engaged. See, this is how long she hasn't been on the show. I forgot that you two were engaged, and she wasn't just your girlfriend. That's why she needs to get back on the show. I know, I know. We'll do it. We'll do it soon. I, I do want to get into some of the talk about women golfers, because you have struck a different tone uh, than, than maybe what you intended in the first episode. Uh, still funny, uh, and you do talk about members a lot. But I, I, before anything else, I do want to ask, what lessons would you give any other aspiring turf pro podcasters, folks who think they have something to say and want to say something on a regular basis, be it weekly or biweekly or monthly? Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I have anything like as far as content wise, except for the fact that you have to, you have to kind of, kind of do a similar thing where you have to, already have a bunch laid out a bunch of content laid out for yourself you don't want to get sometimes i'll write a bunch of stuff down that i want to talk about and then i realize we're only and then i'm done with everything we talked about and then i realize we're only 20 minutes in and i'm like okay we wanted this to be like a 40 minute episode so now i'm going through my notes and i gotta pull some of that stuff into this episode so you have to be prepared with content and then the only other thing is I, I can think of is, you know, uh, scheduling. We At first we were recording on Tuesdays and posting on Wednesdays. Oh, no, no. And it was, yeah, it was not, it was not fun. I was up till midnight every night doing that and then editing. So, um, yeah, now we record on Sundays and uh, <laughs> post on Wednesdays because with our job, you know, you can't just, you have to be prepared because you never know what could come up in the work day, basically. Yeah, because, Will, you talk yeah, about your work a lot more than James. James, you seem a little more private all around. 
Uh, uh, but I'm guessing you're both more or less on the same schedule. And will you get up at? You've said repeatedly on the podcast about four in the morning, maybe four fifteen if you're taking your time. You drink coffee. You're not a morning person. So to be up mm-hmm. until midnight editing an episode, no, thank you, no. Yeah, it wasn't a good. I, we were going to think it through. I was like, oh, I can just edit it real quick. It'll be done. And then I'm like, oh, there's a lot more goes into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm definitely not a morning person at all. Though you're right. <laughs> So the the conversations about women golfers because you've made you've made some jokes and I don't think they're they're over the line. Uh, the ones that you've made recently, though, that I actually did kind of laugh at, uh, were the the lack of guys who were out there golfing with their girlfriends or their fiancés or their wives because they didn't necessarily want to be outplayed by them. They they think that their girlfriend might become too good. They don't want to be. Uh, have a shorter drive or or shank it to her beautiful drive down the fairway uh and then you've made you made some jokes about members i I love the fact that if you dish it out on the course, they can dish it right back and maybe that's just a long island mentality i don't know mm, yeah that's that's very possible too <laughs> i you know I think that I like to um I just think that everything is too serious nowadays and that's that's like one of the main reasons I wanted to do this because I, I hate to see people getting in trouble or, you know, looked at differently or anything because they say something on Twitter or they say something. And it's like people need to understand jokes and sarcasm. And that that's like my favorite. Ever since I was little, I've loved comedy. And that's the whole reason I wanted to do this. And, um, yeah, I, I think that, and, we, and it's kind of a similar thing with mechanics. We talk about mechanics in the same way. You know, we talk about mechanics being the cranky guy that works on the crew. And um, and my mechanic loves comedy, and he gives it right back to me. And is like, oh, this crappy assistant superintendent, like the worst. You know, I love that. Like, give it right back to me. That's fine. You know, pe- you know, members can complain about the stakes. You know, pe- our mowers knock over the stakes, and the guys don't pick them up they'll talk crap about that. You know, they'll talk crap about the leaves on the course, you know, things like that. That's fine. They can talk about being lazy and all that type of stuff. They do it anyway. So It is very difficult, if not next to impossible, to find online where you both work. Uh, James, it's it's downright impossible. And again, that's by design. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of public uh, affiliation between yourselves and the clubs. But has there been any negative reaction, whether it's from folks inside, other folks in the maintenance facility, maybe even a member who has heard the show and said, hmm, I don't know you guys. Yeah, I hear, like, I had a salesman come in, and he know, and Will knows the salesman um, who I'm talking about, but, you know, like, I only hear good things, and I usually get most of my answers from Will, because I, I ask him that a lot, like, you know, do you like what? Like how are the comments? How are the? How's the viewership um, taking it? You know, like I ask those questions, and you know, so far I haven't. We or we both haven't really seen anything that was would be like a, a I don't know, a Debbie Downer. Yeah, I mean, for me, like what I'm seeing is you know everything's pretty positive. I think that some of the mechanics. Uh, it, it, honestly, the mechanics—the only thing I've heard really pushed back from I've heard anything from golfers. I don't think a lot of golfers have really heard our our, our podcast yet, though. The, the like none of our members, I don't think, have heard it. 
Uh, but definitely some of our salesmen, uh, some other people in the industry around us have, have heard it and they talk about it, you know, but uh, I haven't heard anything negative. And, and um, I, I would hope that, you know, we could have a conversation if they wanted to say something negative. Um, but, you know, that's obviously not reality. But, you know, yeah, I mean, basically, I, I, I don't think that we – no, nobody has said anything to us. Basically, my, my boss heard the first one, and, and I don't know if he listens to all of them or not, but either way, he kind of told me he would rather keep the name of the club out of the, out of it. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not posting anything about the club because, you know, I, I don't want anybody to take anything too literally about a certain member or anything like that. It's usually a very general, vague explanation of a, of a certain type of person. That's kind of the way I kind of like to go about it is vague about a group of people. Right, the composite rendering, if you will. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. Like, yeah, like, also, like, the, where we were seeing the first podcast go, or episode, was, like, it was, like, walking on very thin ice in that this could go, like, well, you know, what we're talking about, like, this can go south um, real quick if, you know, just, like, just how we, mean you know, the direction we're going to take it. So we, it's like the, the way that we're doing it, it's just that it's the most organic and most, um, no, it's going out really, turning out really well anyway, so. James, when you say the first episode, that's the deleted episode? Uh, correct. Got yeah. it. This is almost the kind of thing where you listen to enough episodes, and, and in talking with you guys, it's it's very real, and I actually asked you before we started recording, like, are these even your real names? Will Dennis, James Cornell, they are. But did you guys ever think about going the anonymous route or creating kind of assistant superintendent characters a la Club Pro Guy, who, who's got this giant <laughs> empire? You would have been like assistant one, assistant two, or something like that. <laughs> I, you know, I never really thought, I never thought about it until pretty recently, I, you know, thinking about how some of these podcasters, they don't say their real name. It's not really because they're trying to hide anything. It's just because, like, they can separate their lives on social media and things like that. But, you know, I never thought about it. I think it could have been a fun thing to do, you know. But, no, I I never really thought, because I didn't really know how this whole thing was going to end up going. And I didn't even know if we were going to get any listeners. And from the first episode, we did. Uh, and, and it was probably mostly my friends and stuff, but now it's pretty, uh, you know, I can see from talking with people online and stuff that it's not anymore. But the first episode that we deleted was, was a lot of people, a lot more than I was expecting. Not a lot to like, you know, big podcasts or anything, but I was expecting to get like 10 listeners maybe, you know, but I I was very surprised and and I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, so I didn't really think I needed to, and then I, after after everything, I, I thought about it. But either way, I wouldn't change it, you know. Um, you know, I like the way it's going, and I think that we can do it and still be professional about it. So I like to I like to add in some educational, like talk, you know, not educational, like I'm educating anyone, but like the fact, like we had one one interview with a guy. We talked about, you know, he went to a course with. Bermuda greens versus bent grass greens mm-hmm. uh, in the south. So, it, you know, things like that, I like to throw those in sometimes, but mainly I like to keep it funny and fun and loose, and that's kind of the way I like it. So, And you have had some great guests bringing on that educational aspect. You've had uh, Brent Huntley 
who's an assistant superintendent. You had uh, Jared Parks. You had another assistant superintendent right around the U.S. Open, uh, Vincent Taylor, who's an assistant at Winged Foot. I mean, I cover the industry for a living. I'm not on the turf every day like you guys are, but I cover the industry. I know more than a fair number of golfers. I don't golf as well as they do. And, and I learned something a lot of times listening to the show just about whether it's, it's agronomy or, or just life in the maintenance shed. So I think you guys do kind of blend that and bridge that pretty well. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's definitely what I was trying to do because I I don't I I didn't want it to be educational, but I wanted to at least have other people come on and give their perspective on what they're seeing and things like that. Especially the Vincent Terry thing, I was insanely honored. I didn't even realize he listened until like a week before the U.S. Open. He was he was talking to me on Facebook, and he was like, "Yeah, like I've been listening for a while and stuff." and you know, I'm the assistant superintendent on the West Course and everything, and I was like, dude, like, if if I get you on, like, right after the U.S. Open, like, that would be awesome, and he was super nice guy and more than willing to, to agree to come on, so it was great, yeah. Do you see the guest role kind of becoming a regular thing, whether it's other assistant superintendents or other turf pros, other folks in the industry, or, I'm only going to say it one more time because I don't want to feel like I'm badgering, maybe Tiffany again, providing that different perspective. <laughs> Um, you know, we, me and Tiffany have talked about, I haven't really talked about it with James a lot, but we've talked about having her as like a producer. If we get her like a mic, you know, that way she can chime in and we can ask her questions like Mm -hmm. a thought or something. That's like later on down the line, if we get another mic and maybe some more equipment in here, um, that we could do that. But I like the guests. I like to keep it at like one, like what we kind of been doing. Like we had that one issue with the mic. That was when I called Jerry. Uh, my buddy Jared, uh, because we had the issue with Mike. The episode was coming out in 24 hours. I had to get a mic. That was another thing with the scheduling. Another reason why <laughs> recording the day before it comes out isn't a good idea. Um, I called them really quick and was like, hey, let's do an interview because Mike is screwed up. I need you. Uh, I need an interview, basically. So, uh, but other than that time, we've kind of been keeping it to like one interview a month. Mm-hmm. And I like that schedule. I like, and even when we do the interview, I also like to have a segment where it's just me and Jim. Because uh, I think that that's, I think that's what I like about, like, some of the, like, the one with Tom Segura, your mom's house. Like, they have guests on, but they do a segment before before the, the guest comes on and then, you know, things like that. And I like them when it's just, just the main people sometimes, too. So um, I like to keep guests in, uh, you know, like once a month and, um and yeah, that's probably about it. And maybe it is that once a month model that helps you extend this and keep it going. This is an industry where not a lot of folks stay at the same place for a very long time. I was actually just on a great conference call uh, with some other assistant superintendents, but also a, a, a pretty big name uh, superintendent and then a, a, a big name uh, GM. And they were talking about resumes. And one of the assistant superintendents said, I've been at the same club for eight years. I've been an assistant for five years. What do I need to do to move up? And not in relation to that or not in response to that question, but the GM who'd been a longtime superintendent basically said, look, if you're an assistant superintendent at the same place for 10 years, uh, the signs are pointing to you getting pushed out and you're, you're desperate for a job. Uh, you don't want to be at a place for 10 years. What I'm getting at is you guys are not going to be at your present clubs 
forever. You probably won't be that close geographically, as close as you are forever. What is the lifespan of not-so-superintendent? Like, if one of you moves to a different club somewhere else in the country, uh, if one of you goes back to North Carolina, or if you move somewhere completely else, does the show continue? Uh, do you get buy-in from the new club, or, or what even happens? That's a great question. Um, you know, I I don't want to have any type of uh, end date on the podcast, uh, but you, you're right about the fact that, you know, I, I, I definitely eventually will be moving back to North Carolina. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly when, but I definitely will be. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that it would be a thing where we have to work it out and, you know, maybe, you know, Zoom and, or, or the way we're doing this right now. Um, is a good option. I mean, and when you have more equipment, that's easier to do as well. So I feel like by then it will be easier to do. Um, but that, that's just my opinion. I, I don't know what James and thinks. We're ta- yeah, I mean. And we're talking years down, down down the road here. I'm not – it's not like Will's leaving, like, at, you know, next year or something. So, like, we do have time to, to formulate an idea of where we want how, or how we can still keep this going. So there's definitely no quit in us as – you know, Will's pretty um, dedicated to this, and I'm on board with him. You know, I'm, I'll ride it out with him until, until I mean, I mean, whenever this podcast, you know, wherever it goes, it is a, it is a, that's a great question. It's, it's still work. We're, we're so new that we haven't even jumped to that, that question yet. But yeah, but yeah, yeah I. That's kind of one thing that I've thought about, though, is like, you know, at some point it'll turn into either a Zoom or, you know, at one point maybe I can do an interview with someone near me. He can do an interview with someone near him, and that's the podcast for the week, you know, or or not necessarily an interview. I I like to kind of think of it as like just a guest, Mm -hmm. um, you know, rather than an interview. Um, But either way, yeah, I I definitely want to continue. I mean, when people – we don't have a ton of listeners, but the guys who listen are, are so dedicated. Like, they message me on, after every episode, like, I like this, I like this. And, and, it, and it makes you feel good. It makes you not, not want to stop. So, and, and I think that's what drives me. So I, I, I definitely don't have an end date. Yeah, I'm not trying to push either of you off of Long Island. Uh, but, you know, just the logistics of it in this industry. Uh, yeah. There are so many questions that will come up at some point. And I'm just kind of curious, uh, just because I do enjoy what you guys do, really. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you're right about the, the fact that, I mean, because I would say, like, most places, you know, I, I never really planned out being an assistant at a club for more than four years. Uh, and, you know, then I move on to a different club. I move on, you know, eventually hoping to be a superintendent one day. And then maybe it'll be I am superintendent instead of not so superintendent. I don't know, but either way, um, yeah, it, you're right. It's it's a very weird situation where you you I I have an end date on most clubs. You know, I I think uh, when I'm at like I knew at my last I knew at my last club where I was a second assistant I was only going to be there for two maybe two maybe three years. And I say with a first assistant you need to be at a club for at least four years. That's that's just my opinion. I don't I don't know how everybody if everybody goes like that. In my opinion, if you're a first citizen, you need to be there for at least four years unless you get asked by someone else to bump up somewhere. That's, that's just my opinion. So, But either way, yeah, I mean, we will definitely both move on to other clubs. James actually just moved on to a different club uh, recently. So, 
you know, he's already kind of just started that. I'm like in the middle of my term here. And uh, even though there's not an end date on where I'm at now at all, I, I just was stating that. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's basically kind of how it's going now. Well, James, I know you don't talk about it on the podcast or anywhere else, really, but congratulations. I did not know that you had a new thank position. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Private guy. Private guy. Nothing wrong with that, especially right. in 2020. That's right. That's right. I mean, you see the dilemma there. They're tracking you everywhere you go. <laughs> I always tell Will, like, are you sure you're going to do this? Are you going to, like... Like, you know this is going to happen. He's, and Will has, you know, that's about, you know, truly who Will is. He, don't, he knows what, when he pulls the trigger. And, hey, yeah. I let, you know. Another thing we do also, I kind of forgot to mention it earlier, when you, you talked about tweaking things uh, from an earlier episode or something. Like, after the first episode that we deleted, I said, you know what? From now on, I want I don't I want us to be I, I don't want us to get ourselves into anything any thick mud or anything. But I also don't want us to be so reserved that we don't do an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's just say everything we want to say, and then if we don't like at the end of it, if we don't like it, we'll edit it out. And sometimes I'll say something, I'll be like, I'm editing that out, so I remember to edit it out. <laughs> like that was my first thought. So. I I think it's important to um you know not not trigger anybody too much, but I also think that um you know you gotta let it loose to have fun and give other people an entertaining product basically. That's exactly what post is for to edit out anything that eh, yeah maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right. Knowing that, now I am very curious to hear your outtakes at some point. You know, we we did that on one episode recently, but it was really just because we were talking about the debate, and I was like, I don't oh, think everybody right. wants to hear this, so we so we put it at the very end. At very end, but <laughs> I, most like most time when I'm editing out something I don't want everybody to hear, I'm really just doing like a little, like a couple words. You know, it's not really like a whole story. If I have a whole story, I'd send it to you though. I, I'll, I'll remember that next time. So I'm going to leave you guys with one semi-serious question related some to the podcast, but related more to your positions in the industry right now. What is What does it mean to be an assistant superintendent in 2020? This has been a great year for golf. You both obviously want to be superintendents at some point, so you can change the title of the podcast. But what is your take on assistant superintendents right now, today. James, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, we've, in, like, since, like, COVID started and all that craziness, you know, first one, um, you know, started to, to, you know, creep into the um, the job the job force. It was great, you know. It's great to know that, like, yeah, we're still working. We're still getting things done, you know, you know, day in, day out, still logging in a lot of hours, still keeping up with the same hard work that has been, you know, you know, been used for the past, you know, years. And it's just, I feel I have a lot of, that's why I have a lot of respect for, you know, what, you know, the other guys in our industry go through because there's a lot of sacrifice, like any other job, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hours spent, 
away from family or friends and you know you're still you know, i'm still i'm very grateful to still be you know having like holding a job and having to you know have a routine and a good structure you know in place um and i mean what, what do you think well what's what's your uh your take on it um and, and i'm sorry it was it was what's the mean like what is the meaning of being a assistant superintendent right right what does it mean to be a an yeah. assistant superintendent right. in 2020 um i would say the way i always kind of try to look at it because there is some it's not always cut and dry it depends on where you're at and what kind of club you're at what how your superintendent is but i would say that it is trying your best to be as efficient but twice like more efficient than your super try to be try to beat your superintendent to whatever it is and he will look at you like oh okay he's doing everything so i don't have to do as much like i because i think that a lot of assistants just they're like oh okay what should i do today but like most superintendents they just want you to do it they don't want you to they don't want you to wait for their instruction that's why they hired you and they shouldn't have to be looking over guys like like a hawk. You know, they should be making the big decisions and the big decisions only. Your job is to, and, and like I say, this is the, very dependent on every other course. This is just kind of how I I like to look at it. You know, so you need to be the guy when a mower goes out. If you're not doing something like if you don't have a job of spraying or something, you need to be going out making sure that mower's cutting good. And if you see anything wrong with it then you you're telling someone you know you're telling the mechanic or whatever you need to be the first line of defense you need to beat everyone else there so that's kind of the way i try to look at um you know the responsibility side of it in 2020 obviously it's a little bit different but it has been a great year for golf and everyone's packed and i think that you know you should take that as a challenge you know to make sure your course is as good as it could be and um you know playing conditions wise and everything like that so yeah, I mean it's been it's been a really good year for golf, not for everything else in the world. But um, yeah, I, I'd say the course uh, our course has fared out pretty well, and it's been a good year. Mm-hmm. Will Dennis, James Cornell, the hosts of the Not So Superintendent podcast, again available wherever you get your podcasts. You drop your episodes on Wednesday morning. I don't know exactly what time they're there when I wake up. Three a.m. Three a.m. <laughs> so before you wake up, even. Exactly. That's how I want it. <laughs> you guys are available uh, on Twitter, not Supers Pod, uh, on Instagram, the same, not Supers Pod, and folks can buy T-shirts, which are really fun. I need to order some. Uh, not so Superintendent dot Company dot Site. You guys have anything else you want to plug or promote? No, I don't think so. Go on the Instagram, and I got the link tree there, and you can see everything. Got the merch. Um, the merch link is there, and everything like that. So just keep in touch with us on there. That's kind of where we're primarily are is on Instagram, and we're on Twitter a little bit. So yeah, no, I, I think that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty much good. Yeah. At twenty-seven fifty, these are an ideal price point for a Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or New Year's present, if you give New Year's presents, for any of your friends. Uh, like I said, I, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to no get one. That's no shipping cost either. That's no shipping cost. 2750 is no shipping, no tax. 2750 flat. All right, it's a flat fee. I remember you guys talking about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Well, it's so fun to catch up with yeah. you guys and, and talk with you and not just listen because it's such a passive experience. To actually engage is, is fun. I hope you guys 
record a thousand and thirteen more episodes at least. Do this for twenty years. Uh, it, it's a blast to listen to you guys, and and I hope uh, I hope everything continues so well for you. Thank you, man. Yeah, we'll definitely keep up on them out. Yeah, thank you, Matt. My thanks again to Will Dennis and James Cornell for coming on Off the Course. My thanks to Aqua 8 Solutions for sponsoring the show. And my thanks to all of you for listening to all the podcasts on the Superintendent Radio Network and for making this great industry a little better every day. We'll be back with new episodes of Tartan Talks, Beyond the Page, Greens with Envy, and Off the Course every Tuesday, available on Apple Music, Spotify, GolfCourseIndustry.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. We'll also be in your inboxes this week with our annual State of the Industry survey. If you are among the four or 5,000 or so randomly selected directors or superintendents, your perspective is greatly appreciated. To show our thanks for your help with the project, we will continue to make our annual significant donation to the We One Foundation. For Golf Course Industry Editor-in-Chief Guy Cipriano, I'm Matt Lowell. Thanks so much for listening. Beneath these pines, when it comes time for you to bury my bones.